speeches, debating, impromptu speaking, conversations, presentations, interviews, tips, and advice. Welcome to the Stand Up and Speak podcast, where we discuss everything to do with public speaking. Hello and welcome to the Stand Up and Speak podcast. Today we have the amazing Miss Elise joining us and she's going to tell us a little bit about herself as well as her experience here at Stand Up and Speak. Um, so Miss Elise, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. Doing great. It's a pleasure having you here. Do you want to start by telling us a little bit more about yourself? Yes, of course. So my name is Miss Elise. Um, I have been a public speaking facilitator at Stand Up and Speak for two years. I'm currently at York University majoring in sociology and the concurrent education program. So just a little bit about myself and my free time. I enjoy working out, um, you know, spending time with family and friends, going on walks or cooking whenever possible. That's fantastic. So you said sociology and teaching. What made you choose both of those? So what made me choose both is I have always kind of been passionate. Um, you know, since high school, I took one sociology course and I really enjoyed, you know, the content. And it was something that I kind of was always, you know, interested in pursuing. So I thought I would really enjoy that. Um, in terms of the concurrent education program, I have loved, you know, working with kids. I've always kind of wanted to make um, a difference in, you know, students' lives from a young age. So, you know, I tried to kind of pursue a career where I can help you know students um and I've always just you know had that passion from a young age so I said why not you know pursue it and you know follow my dreams that's amazing and and what is it about teaching that you find the most rewarding and you know why did you choose to go down this path yeah so I chose teaching because you know since I was in elementary school I always enjoyed education you know, for some people, it's, you know, they don't maybe enjoy education as much. But for me, I've always kind of had that passion. And I saw, you know, the impact that certain teachers had in my life. And, you know, I felt that I kind of wanted to make a difference in the students' lives. And I think what's most important about being a teacher is that you can watch your students grow over the month. You know, if you have one specific classroom, you see them grow, you see how, you know, they change for the better, you know, as individuals and, you know, they take what you taught them and they apply it to their own lives, whether it's inside of the classroom or outside of the classroom in their own, you know, daily lives. So it's really rewarding to see that, you know, growth and improvement over time. And I feel like, you know, I would really enjoy trying to, you know, see them grow. I love that. And I think it's it's great. You answered my next question, which was going to be what sets aside a remarkable teacher versus just a good one. And I think it's it's exactly what you said. It's one, being passionate about what you do, but two, being able to watch your students grow and being so invested in their future. I think that's really what sets someone apart. So that's that's fantastic. And you said you like cooking and working out. Let's let's deep dive a little bit into that. What do you like to cook? Um, so some dishes that I enjoy making are um, 
you know, different pasta dishes. I've always loved pasta. I love making pasta. Um, What's your favorite type of pasta? My favorite type is fettuccine alfredo. Nice. Um, I've I've tried to, you know, make it a few times or even shrimp, you know, linguine. My mom's always kind of had the set recipe that she would follow. So I kind of started taking over and making that dish myself. Awesome. And and working out, what do you like to do? I know you said walking. So is it hard now in the winter? Are you still going on walks? Yeah, I tried to, you know, push myself to get out of the house, you know, especially you know, when it's snowing or it's colder, you know, weather, it's harder for people sometimes to, you know, get outside and, you know, try to um, take on the cold. But for me, I always, you know, even when I'm in university, I think it's really important to, even when I'm taking a break, just get out, get some fresh air. It's good, you know, for the mind, the soul, the body. Any form of physical activity is yeah, greatly I, important. I completely agree. Even for me walking and and I don't do it so much in the winter, but in the summer, like I usually go on walks with my mom and and they're the most like they're, I, I guess the word is like meditative even for me because they're just so nice and it's calming and you're kind of free from all distractions like, you know, technology or, or anything else. And I think it's, it's really, really nice. So I completely echo the sentiment for anyone listening, please go on a walk. It will change your mood for the better. Um, And that really brings me to my next question. So out of curiosity, you know, how do you think mental and physical health play into being a good teacher? Do you think there's any correlation between the two? Yes, for sure. I think, you know, um, if you are healthy, you know, mentally, then, you know, in I would say not just for teaching, but any career, um, you will perform better you know in your career um because you know if you're showing up to work every day and you know maybe you're not feeling the best you know mentally then most of the time you know people might be able to notice that or you're not performing your best you know in your career so if you are healthy mentally I feel like you know you're more happy to come into work you're more happy to interact with people go above and beyond rather than you know if you aren't doing so well maybe mentally then it's more of like a drag to come to work rather than you know feeling passionate and happy to come to work every day a hundred percent. And I think I love the saying that's energy feeds energy. And yes, hundred percent in every other part of your life, it matters, but especially when you're a teacher, especially when you're even a leader, because the energy you bring and the passion you bring and the enthusiasm and just even the presence that you're there, you're focused on what you're doing. It changes the way the, the class receives the education. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I notice about teachers that I remember that changed kind of or were the most impactful on me were the ones that were just genuinely happy to be there. And not that they pushed the rest of their life away, but it was more of, they were just, when they were there, they were there and they were present and they focused on me. But with mental health and, and even physical health, we all know that it's hard It's hard to push everything away, the, the cloudiness that comes in and focus on the present. So I, I completely agree. I think in general, even without being a teacher, but for anyone, I think focusing on your mental and physical health as a whole adds so many more layers to your life and makes everything, even your personal relationships, so, so much better. So I'm glad, and I'm assuming that's where your interest of cooking and working out came in because you wanted to be a better version of yourself. For sure. Yeah. And even I think with, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic, that's kind of when 
I, you know, discovered I had a hobby for cooking and working out because we had so much, you know, free time. So in that free time, I, you know, discovered certain hobbies and things that I was passionate about that maybe, you know, before I never had that opportunity to do so. A hundred percent. I think some, yeah, I I think for me, there were some things I definitely learned during COVID-19 that was (laughs) like, okay, I need to find something that keeps me excited. Um, So that's great. Uh, Bringing it back to stand up and speak, what made you join this program? So what made me join this program is that, you know, I think public speaking is greatly important, you know, for the coming like generations. Um, We live in, you know, such a diverse world that, you know, shapes us through, you know, communication and connectivity. And I feel that, you know, I want to make a difference in students' lives and teach them, you know, why public speaking is such a powerful tool and how it opens the door to different career opportunities and, you know, provides individuals with the necessary skills to navigate any challenges in, you know, such an interconnected world that we live in. Um, Public speaking is so important because it doesn't just apply to your, you know, educational career. It, you know, it can apply to your work career, other different, you know, um, pathways in life. It's just such an important skill to have. I completely agree. And I think more and more we're realizing that communication is power. And yes, like, and it's in multiple ways, right? The way you text, the way you email, the way you take a call, the way you're in person. And I think now and more and more when there's less like face-to-face connection, I think when you do meet people in person, you don't have as much practice almost. So I think having a program like Stand Up and Speak or even just in general in school, when you're learning how to socialize and talk to people, I think the importance of it now for the next generation is more than ever. Um, Which which brings me to kind of my, my next question. What was your journey with public speaking? as as a person yourself you know did you grow up as more of a confident person or did you have to learn over time how to become a public speaker um so in terms of you know myself I would say you know when I was in elementary school I was not I was not very a confident like individual I was always you know more reserved more shy I wasn't willing to take you know, risks, get out of my comfort zone. And that even, you know, that was the same case when I went to high school. I I was very, I was very much an introvert. I was, yeah, not willing to talk to people I didn't know, um, you know, go up to the teacher if I was feeling confused or unclear on a certain lesson. But I feel like, you know, as I've you know, grown older. And once I went into university, it, you know, it kind of changed. I'd say my confidence. University really helped me come out of my shell. Um, You know, I'm more willing to get out of my comfort zone, talk to people I don't know, you know, maybe make a friend beside the person that's sitting beside me, Um, go up to the prof if I'm feeling confused. Whereas when I was younger, it was different. I didn't have as much confidence and I didn't feel like I was able to come out of, you know, like my comfort zone or take on new challenges. So I feel like, you know, public speaking is, you know, it's really helped me even in university, how we have to present sometimes Mm -hmm. in front of, you know, um, small groups, maybe 30 to 40 people in our tutorials. Um, That has really helped me 
you know, work on my public speaking skills and confidence. So I would say university was, you know, the major turning point for myself. That's, that's fantastic. And was it something unique about university that made you want to go out of your comfort zone or was it just the fact that you had to like you didn't have any other choice because you know in elementary high school there's just such a structure you have one teacher to go to you have friends that are part of your class everyone knows each other versus university you're one of so many so it, you know out of curiosity because I'm sure there's a lot of kids and, and people listening that are going into university and are probably scared about that that piece of it do you have any advice for them um, I would say, you know, the one piece of advice is, you know, never stop like learning, you know, possessions, they could be taken away, you know, somehow, but what is in your mind is yours. Even with, you know, um, education, like I always believe that, you know, a degree, diploma, whatever, you know, kind of education that you have, nobody can take that away from you. You have you know, you have the power, um, you know, to always have that education. And I think it's just so, you know, valuable. And I also try to, you know, teach my students that, you know, your learning doesn't just have to be, you know, in the classroom, it can take place outside of the classroom, right? Like, you know, whether it's reviewing notes, or um, meeting up with friends to study, um, you know, you should use all the tools that you have, um, outside of the classroom to ex keep expanding your knowledge and, you know, take advantage of every chance um, that you may learn, you know, whether it's learning from your family, parents, grandparents, you know, whoever, everything we know will be helpful uh, to us one, you know, one day. Yeah, no, I agree. I think treating learning as a continuous journey, I think is so important. And, and, you know, I was even speaking about this earlier, but it's, even as a teacher, I think keeping on being willing to learn is is a key subset to being a successful teacher and an inspirational teacher. Because yes, you learn from everyone around you to your point, but you also learn from your students. There's so many times I've learned from the kids here in terms of even little things like, okay, how one person memorizes something versus another, or how one person structures impromptu in their head versus another. And there's really things that work for you and that work for other people. But being able to find your brand and being able to know what works for you, I think is the biggest thing and it can change and develop as you go on. But I completely agree with you. I think university, even for me, was a time of so much exploration because I didn't have... I didn't have anything at that point that was structured. So it was just more trying things and learning and failing and mm -hmm. then growing from it, which I think is one of the most important things um, people can do. Uh, so that's, that's fantastic. You know, I'll maybe switch it over to my one last question for you. Who is your favorite public speaker and why? So my favorite public speaker is Martin Luther King. Um, you know, he's had a lot of practice that, you know, helped him develop outstanding public speaking and communication skills, you know, for decades working as, you know, a minister and activist, he mastered the public speaking skills that made him a master communicator with a dream to change, you know, history. Um, he always demonstrates that he wanted to make a change and inspired, um, you know, the value of public speaking. Um, he always believed, you know, that you you should always um, strive for what you believe in and not let others, you know, change your way of thinking. If you have a goal or a dream in mind, you should 
you know, make it known, um, obviously in a professional, respectful way. Um, but he also, you know, taught us that as public spe speakers, passion is such an essential element that, you know, you must embrace when speaking in front of an audience. Like with any audience, they can tell um, probably when you first walk onto the stage, whether you're passionate or not about that certain topic um, based on, you know, the tone in your voice and, you know, whether you're, um, you know, really enthusiastic about that topic or if you're not, most likely, you know, the audience can see that. So you really want to um, be passionate about public speaking and try to inspire the audience and, you know, maybe make a change in the world, just like, you know, Martin Luther King tried to do. I love that. And I completely agree with you. He's definitely on my list of, of one of my favorite speakers because of it's, it's really the influence he has through the way he communicates. And, and I love, I love watching him speak. So uh, that's amazing. Thank you so much, Miss Elise, for, for joining us today. It's been fantastic getting to know you better. And I think the advice you've shared, I'm sure all of us can take away in such a, such a great and insp inspirational way. Um, maybe we'll end off with a rapid fire round. So there'll be one minute. I'll ask you 10 questions and you just have to give one word answers impromptu on the spot are you ready it's time to test your impromptu speaking skills with rapid fire can you answer 10 random questions in less than one minute yes i am ready perfect so in three two one what's your favorite hobby cooking what's your favorite dessert A lemon meringue your favorite animal monkeys pizzas or burger pizza last vacation spot cuba next vacation spot uh, Europe. <laughs> uh, your favorite color? Purple. Do you prefer driving somewhere or just taking a flight? Driving somewhere. Uh, what's a new hobby or something you want to learn? Uh, strength training. And what was your favorite subject in school? sociology okay awesome thank you so much miss elise and as i said we all echo the same sentiment here we're so grateful to have a teacher like you and we're so glad that we're learning so much from you every day thank you so much for having me i greatly appreciate it have a great day stand up and speak has trained thousands of students in the art of public speaking for the past 20 years we have produced numerous regional provincial and national public speaking champions our programs are fun, interactive, educational, and life-changing. Check out our Google reviews or visit us online at www.standupandspeak.com.